Hello, everyone, and welcome to the NBA Top Shot Weekly Tip-Off Show, brought to you by OTMNFT.com. My name is TJ Lasig. I'm one of the co-founders here at Own the Moment. We're excited for our first ever tip-off show, where we will be updating you on everything you need to know, all the news and information for this week in NBA Top Shot. First, as always, I'm joined by my co-founder, Mr. Justin Herzig. Justin, how are we doing tonight? It's going fantastic. It has been an exciting week. I've got some Dwight Howards. I got some Serge Abacos. <laughs> Does anybody want some? Let's go! Oh, love it, love it. You, you, always. You can't convince me. You can't convince me that you weren't in on it. Like that, you got some secret insider information because there's no way that you thought Serge Ibaka was from a cold country. Congo is not a cold country. <laughs> So before it was cold country, it was just foreign. That was before the cold okay. country theory even came out. And uh, okay, I'll even, allow it. Yeah. And before that, it was just let me just buy all the floor of the S two fifteen thousands and hope yeah. that um, worked out. We'll we'll talk about it. I, I have honest, thoughts. <laughs> to be honest, I'm glad I didn't get the Halliburton number one today because Pop Shop might have just broke. <laughs> yeah, so I'm sorry. I didn't. I didn't want the good stuff just in case. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, if you fire at all the theories, you're bound to hit one eventually. So I mean, when you have like 60 in every moment, like Justin does, you're, you're, you're packing bags pretty heavily. So, all righty. Well, as everyone can see, we have a very special guest this evening, someone who is, is quite popular, quite well known here in the Top Shot streets. We've, this is not always where he parks his car, but he is parking <laughs> his car here for the evening with us, straight from the plunge in. Mr. Plunge Father, how are we doing tonight, my friend? Fantastic. I'm so happy to be here, guys. It's been a long time coming, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. I feel like when I first got on Top Shot, one of the first YouTube videos I watched was, was one of your videos. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but I remember laughing my ass off pretty much <laughs> the whole time, so it was great. Yeah, I, that was probably, I mean, I wasn't doing any, like, my own YouTube content. It was probably I like first mint. What was it? Yeah, a hundred percent. It was one of the. It was may have been the first mint first Friday, and it was mm. your. So oh. you were probably still in the plunge, but there was also like some pipes in the background, and you were taking oh, yeah. your computer to share the computer. That's right. To be able oh, yeah. To see? oh yeah. Yeah, that, that was OG. <laughs> that was that was way back. That was back when the production value was was much lower than it is now. And even now, I don't know how my, it looks good to me because I can see it on Streamyard. But like my internet has been trash, and this is the first stream back since I was in New Orleans for work this past week. So all my stuff last week, I had hotel internet. So I'm hopeful that crossing my fingers and my 12 megabit uh, download and my 1.5 megabit upload is keeping up with. Uh, keeping up with the Joneses this week. <laughs> My only concern is that the cops are going to see the moonshine factory that you have going on behind you. And like, so, they're just going to storm in in the middle. So, I mean, that's a trampoline, <laughs> like legitimately like a regular ass trampoline. I just haven't broken it down and taken it outside yet. I live in Wisconsin. I think you guys are in Chicago, right? Or uh, one of you? Uh, Florida you? and Philly. Why did I think Chicago was one of you? Were we in Chicago recently? Uh, anyway, Alex, Florida and Philly. Chicago. <laughs> so not Chicago. Anyway, it started to get nice again. Uh, so now I have to take. Do you know how? Sh I can't cuss on the stream. Do you know how crappy it is to try and take apart a trampoline and put it back together? It's awful. It's almost as bad as trying to buy a Topps wax pack. It's bad. So it's it gets awful. Wood? Woody? It gets you. I mean, it could. It could. It's awful. I don't. Did you guys do that today? By the way, did you get a wooden coin? I spent around five minutes trying to like log through and then I realized that just like, I don't know, I get the email when it like with wax and I was, 
Yeah. You know what? I'm not going to, I'm not going to disparage anything. Not, don't knock it till you tried it. I tried it. I can knock it now. <laughs> <laughs> it was very interesting. I set up a wax account like last week to try. So for anybody that doesn't know, I mean, let's key it. Go for it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So tops has released an NFT project. I don't even know what it's called, to be honest. Series one something, right? It's basically like a digital asset of their trading cards. And they today, at like I think unannounced, basically um, allowed people to get a promo pack if you sign up with a wax wallet and try and like check out with a wax wallet. And I had never done anything on a wallet other than a Dapper wallet. I mean, I've, I think I have a MetaMask that I set up just in case for some of the Zed Run stuff that we haven't really got into yet. But Holy cow. Like it just, I have no idea what I'm doing. It's archaic. It looks like a game meant like a boot menu, like the wax wallet looks like a game boot menu for like a halo two, like from 2007. Right. Like, it's just like, what is, what are these buttons? Like what, like, I don't know what they do, but anyway, it took me like five minutes to 10 minutes, like clicked around a bunch of times. I shifted from one computer to another computer to my phone. I like finally got it open on the Mac because that's where my MetaMask was. I don't even know. Anyway, long story short, I ended up with a wooden coin. I'm trying to collect all of them now. There's like 32,000 of them. So like, I don't know. It's I'm trying to get them all. Yeah. So. And I mean, it, to be fair, whether or not the product is great, it was a genius marketing scheme by them because really they did nothing and they were just getting your, they've got your email, they've gotten you on the platform. So like... Maybe they know something we don't, but like I don't know. I, I agree. Like it was not a it was not a great experience for. Makes you appreciate Top Shot a little bit for all the Top yeah. Shot complainers out there. Like <laughs> it, it really makes you appreciate the scale of what they've been able to do. Yeah, yeah. and I, I mean I don't like not everybody's going to get it right the first time around, right? There's it, you need to iterate, and I'm sure that like there are things that when Top Shot first came about, like there, it just wasn't that pretty or it was kind of difficult. And the things that we've like, that the early beta testers have already kind of proven out and a lot of the like struggles that they were going through in January, February and March, like getting pack drops, right? Like it sucked. Like it was awful. The, the moments themselves and the actual assets, the things that you ended up with at the end of it were really cool. And that's the stickiness for me. Like, is that, these are just like inherently cool. They're trying to make them cooler. They're trying to create some different ways for them to be utilized. I showcase thing. Don't get me started on that. But like they're trying to figure out how to make it's them. It's on the list. It's cool. on the list. <laughs> it's on the list. Yes, it is. Anyway, continue. I feel like I derailed us. Yeah. Go ahead. And, and I'll jump in here. I mean, Derek made a good point here that and this is how I, you know, I don't know if I have as extreme in his opinion here where Derek mentioned that, hey, top swag has proven to be nothing more than a money grab. You can see the lack of effort they're putting into this. I do feel that it did feel very gimmicky because they knew what they were doing. They knew that they were creating the allure of getting some form of a pack and some baseball cards. And sure. in their chain, you ended up getting virtually nothing. You get this coin and most of them were like... They knew what they were doing. They knew the experience they were creating. So and maybe it's just, it is when you say it out loud, loud, it just sounds so ridiculous. It's just like, and you get this coin. Like, and you yeah. get the coin. I, I mean, I it's okay that like it's okay that it's not like the coolest thing in the world. Not every cool, like not every art project is cool, but like when you have things to compare them to, we I also have to recognize too, like I hadn't I had this moment today. I was like, you know what I really wish I could do? I really wish that I you could, could own like, the moment. Oh, sorry. I could own the moment. Yes. I wish I could do that. But I also wish that, and I think they did this around like political events with like t 
timeline stuff. You know how you get like into an echo chamber on social media where it's like all of the stuff that's you you've made choices, you've liked things, and the algorithms are such that they put they put the stuff in front of you that like give you dopamine hits, and they take away the stuff that like pisses you off or gets you off of the platform, right? So I would love to be able to just like click or you know type in tops whatever and like show this to me, like show me a Twitter timeline of someone that's not like way deep in Top Shot, like show me a Twitter timeline of someone that's like in the collectible space, that's a baseball card collector that follows all these other people, not all of these you know, top shot people it. to Facebook. see like, what's, what's yeah. Right. Like what's the, what's the vibe right now? Like are all the people that aren't in top shot? Are they like, Oh my God, this is awesome. Or are the people that like, you know, are we, are we kind of jaded and, and blind? I think it's stupid. Right. But like, that's because I have a very specific lens through which I'm viewing this and not, you know, as we know, there's not a ton of people on top shot in the grand scheme of things, right? Like not every baseball card collector or anybody that is like the addressable market for tops collectibles are like in our space. So it's sort of hard for me to do that. And like, I, I sort of have to keep heat check myself. Um, but you know, at the same time, I'm like, oh man, this could be like, this could be dope. And it's like, not quite. <laughs> the Venn diagram of people who were in that drop and know about top shot is a Pretty. circle <laughs> like same same but different <laughs> you know like um, a yes and yeah. no yes and no that's interesting we'll see well, anyway continue right. on in future TJ, you, may, you may get those baseball collectors in the future yeah hey you tried to bring us back back to reality twice justin's the one who who derailed it so you, you, you can blame him you don't have to blame yourself but uh i do want to set the stage a bit here because this is the first time that we're doing this show and we're trying to, to come out with a little bit of a, of a schedule here. Well, we're not trying to. We are going to come out with a set schedule here. So we tweeted this out earlier today for those of you that didn't see it. We'll be doing this show every Monday at 8.30 Eastern, calling it the NBA Top Shot Weekly Tip-Off. Just going to go through anything that happened over the weekend, make sure that everyone has all the info that they need heading into the week, any of the pack drops coming up, any of the challenges, et cetera, et cetera. Try to get into some standard topics that we cover, but also make sure we're hitting whatever's hot at the moment. On Wednesday, Justin and I will be doing a bit more of a strategy show where we get a little bit more into the analysis that we have going on over at OTM. Occasionally, we'll have a guest on with us there as well. And then we're going to be doing a new Friday podcast that I'm just going to record solo, 30 minutes or less, just to, to kind of close the book on the week if there's any thing that people need to know. If people didn't get a chance to listen to the long form shows, you can get everything you need in, in a quick 20, 30 minute podcast from myself. And then we have some written content. So Bach in the discord, writing a weekly article where he's summarizing the NBA from the lens of top shot and from the lens of the OTM player rankings, and then refreshing those rankings every week on Sunday, along with an ask me anything in the discord. So that's what we have going on here at in the moment. I, I, applaud, I applaud you guys for having a schedule. That's like a, that's a big brain thing to do. It holds you accountable to actually doing the stuff though, which like exactly. very much not my vibe right now. So I appreciate that you guys are doing this in a professional manner. There is definitely a level of responsibility here and uh, <laughs> negotiating with the wife and uh, all, all that. But uh, no, and, and to be honest, uh, there's a lot of great content creators in this, you know, in the ecosystem, in the industry. Speak and, yourself. 
<laughs> you actually were tweeting about this last week, I believe, but I remember you were talking oh, no. about how um, it'd be better if there was just a more communication around when shows are. Because oh, yeah. People do want to be able to watch multiple shows and stuff. And I think if people, <laughs> so we've seen Club Top Shot, like, you know, fantastic. One of my favorite things to actually watch from entertainment. They're going to stick to Tuesdays. They're going to stick with that schedule. And I think that's going to help a lot too. We've got Monday, Wednesday. There's other times, you know, can go after us, before us. You can go against us if you want, but like, it just helps to help for, you know, so people can see, and especially ones who are kind of newer to the ecosystem and trying to build a following. Hey, now you know what you, you know, when other people are going, I think it gives a better opportunity for kind of the community to be able to watch multiple shows and not have just the overlap. And because I know I've spent too much time just watching on repeat for other shows that are going on like at these times. And I'd love to be able to go in the chat and engage and watch live. Yeah, I think we're going to shit. We we had the Tuesday corner and then, I don't know, Club Top Shot got off. I, I think it was probably like a they didn't really want to do set Sunday nights. I think they were doing them on like Sunday nights, which is ter- terrible time slot. Um, so they shifted to Tuesday. And, you know, we just, like you said, the, the Venn diagram of like people that watch the stuff that I put out and the stuff that they put out is like maybe not a circle because Overset's got some more like not not top shot things going on, but it was, it was a pretty heavy overlap. So I think we're going to do Thursdays, which works for all the other guys. So you know what? That's cool with me. Um, I don't really mind. I like popping in and out of the Twitch stuff. And, you know, I've been like really enjoying that as well for um, like just getting on and like stream of consciousness stuff. I'm terrible at editing. I found, I found this out both like from a, from a video and audio production perspective, but also from like a writing perspective. I like writing, but I'm just so bad at editing. It just takes me so much time. I just rather just like go off the cuff and do the thing. Um, and, and it's been an awesome opportunity as well. I think last week we had a couple streams where it was just like, we did pack cracking for the hollow icon on, you know, twitch.tv plunge spot slash plunge father. And like, we brought in some crazy cool people that like, you know, I see Ed Choi in the chat over here. Like he, he brought us home with the last pack rack and it was a total riot. So it's a lot of fun to do some of this different stuff. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of all over the place. I don't really have much of an agenda other than just like talk about cool stuff and hang out with people that I enjoy talking to. So uh, that's sort of my vibe right now. I love that. And yeah, you mentioned Ed Choi. I know Schiller was in the chat too earlier. Schiller's the man, huge stream that he put <laughs> I on him. just back to back to back to back was fantastic. <laughs> that uh, was so, so funny. Uh, example of great content. Yeah. Yeah. Good I love idea. this. Brian Vero. Can we get a show at the same time as Jerry? I actually want a show that is the top shot version of Jerry. I don't want to hear if it's the same time or whatever. I just want that content for, you know, top shot. Let's see who can make that happen who's the most like antagonist in the industry that can kind of bring them together and just kind of poke, poke. Um, I think that'd be fun, but that needs to yeah. be like what Sunday morning or something. Yeah. We could put <laughs> economist versus Darren Ravel this week. <laughs> just a you total rock fight. Darren Ravel versus like logic. Anyone. Or, I don't, yeah. Versus anyone. Yeah. He'll, he'll go out with anyone. It's, uh, <laughs> it's like to see. You can pretty much Darren, guarantee it. Darren versus Roham was already happening on Twitter. So uh, there you go. that's yeah. one way to do it. Yeah, Roham. Roham's getting he's spicy. I like Roham. He's he's, yeah, he's spicy. Keeps it real. Let's spice it up in the Twitter streets. Yes, he is. <laughs> All righty. All right. So we just so we got a big little thing called the rundown now. We're in the in the bottom right corner here. We you can see all the, the main topics that we're gonna cover and that we're gonna try to cover, even though we're 17 minutes in and haven't covered the first one. But you know what? Hey, when the plunge rather's on, you gotta know where the conversation takes you. There were notes. It was news. You know what I'm it, it, may, yeah. it may not have been on your news radar. That <laughs> it was news, no doubt. Well, it, yeah, it actually I'm, I'm glad we touched on all that stuff because it was definitely something that that came up 
today. But uh, so let's let's go ahead. We'll just briefly summarize some of the the things that we feel you know should you should know is going on in the Top Shot world. So we had a bunch of or a couple 35k circulating count moments that have be, started to be going to limited edition. So first mint tweeted out the list. Uh, I'm sure they'll continue to do so. They're always doing a great job of providing that information. So I'm sure everyone's following them. Keep an eye out. So you can see the, the list there. Terrence Davis through Victor Oladipo. And we believe that, that there are more to come. And these are all people that were involved in a trade. So they have moved teams and they are now retiring those moments. It, it, it still means that they're the ones that have been minted will continue to be distributed. They will just not get to a 50K or 100K at any point. And we will likely have some more upcoming as we as you know as we have on the screen there. Uh, they did say about ten percent to begin with. Uh, top of my head, I don't know how many are in the current base set, uh, but I know that that is not ten percent. But maybe it's close-ish. It was like eight percent of team okay. of players that have gone. I, I I expect more to come in. Yeah, so maybe that was just their their estimate was just you know within a two percent off, and maybe when they make the next proclamation, because some people yeah. do believe that thirty five k will be their end, just like all those fifteen k ends. Um, I hope. Were not. you guys were you guys here when they went like from so initially the series two base stuff? It was like four thousand, and then there were twelve thousands, and all of them were twelve thousand, and they were all twelve thousand cc, and then they went like. You know, a couple of them, or excuse me, just the the top shot first moment stayed twelve thousand, and then like the random ones bumped up to fifteen thousand. And at that point, it was like it was like fourteen nine 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 or something ridiculous. Like it was really close to it. Um, so it was sort of bizarre, sort of the timing and the sequencing of that. But you know, I'm I'm of the opinion that that they will stay thirty five thousand, um, unless there is a massive influx of people and they just have to mint like a crazy amount of new moments. But I'm always like they have to keep their product fresh, and I I think they would much rather have a hundred brand new thirty five thousand moments than um, you know taking the hundred that they already have and making them seventy thousand. Like having fresh content to them is is a big asset, and like seeing something from January again and again and again in April when there's two more months worth of awesome content to go out there, even for just random basic players, basic in the, you know, top shot world, you know, they, they have so much content to work with. I just don't see them trying to expand those things out for a, a meaningful, meaningful way or in you'd a meaningful have, way. You'd rather have more moments of Trey putting up the Kobe and, uh, you know, uh, that's, yeah. I think that's next on the LE list. So, you know, we'll get there. <laughs> All right. And then we have word that, Another hollow icon drop is going to be coming. We do not know when exactly yet. And then the, it also sounds like there are a possibility of one or two more legendary drops by the time the season wraps up. Rumors of a rookie drop or of a playoff-related legendary drop. So we'll be keeping an eye out for those news. That There's nothing further that I'm missing there on those, is there, guys? No, and, and to add to here, so there was a legendary last year for the playoffs, and it was the finals, uh, was a legendary set. I would guess, um, you know, if I'm looking at these two, I think it's more likely that there's another playoff legendary than the rookie legendary. Um, I just see it'd be a, you know, it'd be overkill on the. There's a lot of rookies already. Yeah, when, I feel like they're. You got Halliburton is the roar to the most recent one, and the Edwards was just there. We believe Lamelo is highly likely going to be in one of the upcoming Hollow Icon ones, mm -hmm. and I don't know. It just feel and 
And there's a chance maybe one or two of those actually end up having, if they're in the legendary one for the playoffs, like it's not a great, I don't know, it's not setting yourselves up great long-term to say, hey, we're going to have a rookie legendary on top of those same ones already having some legendary in the hollow. Uh, and maybe it's biased that I personally just don't want to see it because I think it's just going to be a, <laughs> yeah, a little bit of just more and more moments out there. Um, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm of the opinion, like Jacob's teased it twice now that like, oh, there could be this thing. I'd be more often than not when he teases something like that, it ends up coming to fruition in one way or another. Maybe it's maybe it's something that we're not thinking of that like you know, uh, you know, some, some weird way for the off season stuff to, to catch up with it. Um, but if you take the, like the idea that it doesn't matter whether or not there are more like the rookie market as a whole, like that in the, in the cardboard world as well, like that's what matters, right? Like that. And then like super duper stars, so having inventory now for rookies is not a move towards like, hey, let's like make the marketplace comfortable now. It's the 10-year down the line thought process, which is, hey, we have badges, right? That say minted in their rookie year of their rookie year. It's obviously not they're going to be their top shot debut. But like this is the last time that any of the 2021 rookies, or you know, potentially one of the last times that they will ever have a two badge moment right so i to be honest like in the collectible market for them long term it may behoove them to have a much broader set of rookie moments across base common rare legendary that are very specifically tied to rookies so that they set themselves up for creating that ip to then have next year and then the next year and then the next year. So that five years or 10 years down the line, it's not just like, Oh, Hey, there's this, this common thing, right? Like it's no, there, there are multiple tiers of this rookie uh, over the, the, the time. And, and yeah, it sucks now for anybody that like put all the chips in the like Lamello slash 4,000 bucket. And we're like, Oh my God, it's the only one ever, ever. Like, yeah, we probably should have seen that coming, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, the, but it's still his it, debut. It is his debut for sure. It was the trashest moment of all time, but what a such is life. Um, and I guess but the one thing I'd push back on is does Top Shot want to have that same alignment to the collectibles market? Because the collectibles from a physical card is LeBron, Kobe, MJ, and rookies, and everything right. else is nothing. And I think if you start right. overvaluing rookies, we're then creating, we're trying to align to that old school market when. We've got so other many other reasons, like the tray, where the moment can be really cool, or there's this other significance, and I don't want to just only sure. align. And the other is, if you do want to do that, let's do a rare set. I mean, I liked, and, and I know we can't do the rookie debut anymore, but like I love <laughs> that set from the S1, and like that was a great, I think, quantity-wise, sure. it held the value. Um, and I guess we'll, we'll I, I see what you're, I, I definitely see where you're coming from there. And I'm, I'm really curious with, so like on that, with that argument though, that like, Hey, we want to make the middle stuff matter. Then like, doesn't it behoove you to have more rookies so that the one thing isn't like wildly overpriced and you're sort of like bringing everything back. I, I think you can, you can kind of play it from both ends there. Um, but I, I think even so, TJ, back to your to your point about like what do we have coming up? The hollow stuff, like 
hollow MMXX, you know, 2020 from last year was essentially the two best players on every team, right? So if they're going to do 90 this year and have three drops worth of it, it's going to be in theory, the three best players on every team. So if you do the math and I think Lindy, I saw a tweet from Lindy Hollick, who's 84 and up on Twitter. He's one of my favorite follows. He's in a bunch of discords that I'm in. Um, you know, next hollow drop, who do we have? Who hasn't been a hollow icon this, this time around so far through the 60? You've got Luca, you've got Zion, you've got Jalen Brown, you've got Embiid, you've got Booker, you've got Levine, you've got Durant, you've got Darren Fox, you've got RJ Barrett. Like you've got a bunch of these awesome ones left that aren't rookies, right? You you might have some of those too, right? Like you might have a Lamelo or Wiseman. You know, we already have Edwards. There's a handful of other rookies in there that might have a hollow. Uh, Halliburton's was the the challenge award that just finished, and we'll get into that in a minute. But like. There's some cool ones out there as well. And if you take like the five rookies that matter or, you know, however many and make them part of the hollow, you should have a legendary of them. Like does, does having a rookie legendary for Peyton Pritchard matter? Like, I don't think so. I I don't know that I would try and buy it, (laughs) but I'm curious if it'll be like, maybe they'll pick up on like having more rookies in that hollow icon that like of the ones that, that are proven now that like, Hey, we can, we can kind of see that these, these players will have some legs in the NBA. Um, but the, the chances that there's a Giannis out there that like, wasn't really a whole hell of a lot his first year. Like it might pay for them to have a bigger inventory of legendary moments for these guys that like, just in case, cause we certainly don't know yet. Right. We know a couple of guys that are like, Hey, they, they have some legs, but like there's going to be a handful of guys in this class that, like end up having 10 or 15 or 20 year NBA careers that we didn't think about. AKA Pritchard as Josh Holmes says. <laughs> there was a, there was a question in the chat, Justin, maybe get your, your thoughts on this. If you have any, and if not totally fine too, but we really try to derail us on, on this one. This is an hour on, conversation. I love these right questions. <laughs> <laughs> so basically just yes or no from both of you, will they be the same or different? And we won't get too far into the debate. They maybe, will maybe, okay, give, give me one minute or less answer so that yeah. we don't ramble on. I got to start. You know what? Maybe on these shows, I'm gonna, it's going to start being like yeah. a time box thing. No, this I, is going to turn into PTI. That's that, what it's yes, going to be. This is gonna, this is gonna be PTI, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Which I'm okay yes, with. they will change. <laughs> yes, they will evolve. They're not going to – they're going to remain dynamic so people can't completely just manipulate them from multi-account status. Um, do I need to think that – do I think they need to be completely revamped and like – I think they were happy with saying 80,000 and getting around a 4%, 3% chance, I don't know, maybe 4 to 5% chance of actually getting a pack. I think they're probably pretty happy with that. Um, if we want to take the Mike Levy situation of, hey, we should be increasing the prices, I think that's a stronger way. Um, I don't think everyone is always going to want to say that the rules should be so strict that I'm included and no one else is. And it's just not great for discussion and it's not realistic. We shouldn't be locking people out and only allowing the power users. Plunge? Yeah, I have. I mean, I think the the Mike Levy threads are good. Like, go read it if you haven't. I th- I'm sure everybody oh, here yeah. did. But if you didn't, um, MBL six or two six seven underscore NFT on Twitter, um, Friday thread late. He, he and I, we were all. There's a bunch of us that are in a DM, and he's going back and forth with Zana. He's like, "Is it too strong? Is it not?" And I was like, "Just fire it off, man. Like, these are the thoughts. Like, we'll we'll react to it in real time." But you know, there was, I think he, in his solutions portion of like, Hey, what's going on? The, the, the challenge that he said is like EV or like the, there is a problem with packs being too EV plus right now. Right. So expected value is 
too much. This this lottery is diluting things out, and it's it's encouraging this concept of rent seeking, right? That we're just trying to extract. There there are people that are just trying to extract value out of out of the ecosystem, whether or not they're here for, you know right reasons or otherwise. We cannot have a marketplace without people of all types, right? If you only had true collectors, and this is what I, I said two months ago, like when I was in defense of the pack flippers, and I had the, the, the thought process of if people only came in, got packs, and held them, no one would ever be able to collect what they wanted right? You would never be able to complete a challenge because it would be prohibitively expensive to do so, right? There are people that come in and sell them off for, you know, less than they should in theory versus what their their potential future value is because they're just looking for a profit. But that's actually like okay for the ecosystem. The problem is that it's so good for those people that they are absolutely dominating everything. So it needs to come much closer back. So the, the levers that he was talking about in the thread are, you know, potentially raising the prices, but it's also... Do you need three MGLEs in that pack? Probably not. Do you need like uh, you know the, these massive, uh, awesome things outside of it? Like probably not. Um, do, the cool cats do they need to be fourteen dollars? Why can't they be a hundred? Like you know, there's there has to be some opportunities for people to take an L, and right now there just aren't. So uh, to your question specifically, will the are the did they nail the challenge or like the requirements? Eighty thousand is a lot of people. I think it probably should be more like 25 or 50,000 people. So however they get to that, like however they figure out, like what, what do 25,000 or 50,000 people have in their accounts or like what activities, baller status do they have, like, like that matter to this, they'll find, they'll find ways to, to kind of manipulate that. I don't think it'll be exactly the same as before. Right. Well, this and, is a great comment from Taylor in the chat. This feels like the bachelor and I question if the collectors are here for the right reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> And who well, gets to say that? Who gets to say me, that the right yeah. reasons? The way how I think is very different than yours. Like I'm sure. Well, I mean, we are three white guys, so it makes sense that this is the bachelor. Um, no, that's 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 not good. Um, for to put a bow on it, I do believe that you know the money for these packs, especially hollow ones, the money paid is either going to go to a all of Dapper or b Dapper and the rent flippers. And if you're in the current situation, your your thousand dollars goes to Dapper, and the extra fifteen hundred, two thousand, or whatever expected value goes to the rent flippers, and they take it off the platform. If instead it was twenty five hundred, and you paid that to Dapper, and Dapper found a way to push that money back into the ecosystem, whether through lower fees, whether through loyalty program reward points, yeah. more free moments, whatever it is, I think that's a better system. I trust Dapper to find a way to kind of incentivize market growth through giving back to the community than the people who are the rent flippers who are getting their money and just taking it off. I mean, right now, and, and Mike will tell you this too, Mike Levy, the, the best investment, like, and this is not financial advice, right? Like all across the board, not a financial advice. The best investment on top chart right now is a pack period, full stop. It is like, and until that changes, you're not incentivizing people to use a marketplace. And I, there are tons of people that I came in with that like we were super active and engaged in the marketplace. And that has dried up considerably because the best plus EV move that you can make is to try and hit the pack lottery. So if they keep incentivizing it, that's what's going to happen. If they don't, things are going to change. All right, TJ, take us forward. Interesting one to, to keep an eye on. All right, let's talk about one of Plunge Father's favorite topics. We've got... <laughs> the showcase challenge. So this has been 
going on for, I guess, almost a week now, and it's running through May 4th. And so everyone can go ahead and create a showcase. If you get 20 plus likes on your showcase, here, I'll pull over the, the little graphic. So you make a showcase, you get 20 plus likes on your showcase, and you share the link to the showcase on Twitter with the hashtag, you'll get $20 of Dapper credit. So there's a lot of people out there looking to get likes on their showcases. What we are going to say on this show, now we can't do it live, but after the video is completed, if you drop the link to your showcase into the YouTube comment section, we will go ahead and give you a like. So if you're looking to get some likes, oh man, after this video is open, you can uh, you can jam those links in there, you, and we'll can you see define what we? Can you define we as we? Do I? No, I you, you're of off the hook, plunge. You're off the hook. As our Thank guest, you. we will not put Thank you through you. that. <laughs> Well, uh, oh, yeah. I say we have me, producer Coop. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> me, me, Justin, Coop, all the OTM team. We'll, we'll be going through checking Maybe out. Maybe I'll do some. If you guys do mine, then then we'll do. Of course. We'll, and while you're at it, you got to check out. You know, Justin's beautiful red, Dwight, and blue. <laughs> I love that. It's so a bunch of Dwight Howards. You know, showcasing ten of his eighty three that he had. Which yes, was before, before it was announced, before the cool cast. Can't even thing. sell them now. Yeah, now you're just flexing. Like, hey, look at look at all, all those challenge better, awards you that you guys won. Selling. I got them. Better, They're sitting in my showcase. You better start selling them now because <laughs> things are gonna pull back real fast. So, <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah I, know. I don't know. <laughs> Definitely, uh, you, you can pop your showcase link into the chat, and uh, I'm sure uh, you got to go to my Twitter page. Like it. Ooh, go to, go to Twitter page. He's got rules. That's right. You do have rules. No, no, right now you oh, yeah. you should go to my Twitter. Page. Oh, I should go to it. Show it because because I, I think it's really important to to show. Uh, I Greg Murray had the right thing. It's pinned on the top, so just click the bit, Bitly link. Um, make sure he clicks on the link to make sure we go to the the showcase. Oh no, no, not this one. It's not in my oh. Oh, like, oh, my pinned tweet. tweet. It says oh, yeah. So tweet. yeah, and then the Bitly link right there. And then make sure sounds on. Oh, we're doing sound on. I hate that they added an advertisement to it. It completely ruins it. It does. This is sound awful. Is, sound is not on anyway. There's a 15-second advertisement I on know. this? It, it ruins it. You can see what it is below. but um, That's brutal. I know. I know. I, I love the idea. YouTube is so, the worst. It was a Rickroll that Plunge Father did to get people to like his. <laughs> <laughs> but when they put an advertisement, you're That's just like, the worst. Oh. I know. That's the worst. Uh, so anyway, can I can I give my thirty second rant? Yes, I, you can time me. I promise. I'll take the. I was about to say I'll take the over, but yes. Okay. So my thirty second rant is this: uh, the idea, the purpose of the showcase contest is to reward people that are creative. What it is currently incentivizing it is rewarding people that are popular, and it is or putting, annoying. Or annoying. Uh, right. That too. And forget that like it is it's a first world problem to have on Twitter to be like, hey, there are so many people that are asking me to like their thing. That's a good problem for us to have, right? Like people follow us. I get it. Right. And even though my notifications are blown up, what I what I worry about is because it's a popularity contest, like the 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 dynamics are so skewed. And I, I'm sure you guys are in the same boat. Schiller's in the same boat. Like everybody that is an influencer feels obligated to give back 
because they recognize that their celebrity, relatively speaking, puts them in like a wildly advantageous position. And I think that's just like such a crappy place. I would love to do this if it didn't mean that like I had to deal with the dynamics of like shilling my own bag. And I just hate that. So I'm not really like, I'm going to put one together at some point to get my $20. I'm also very, very convinced that it's going to be part of the cool cats challenge. So everybody should do this. If you're going for the master cool cats, this, I think doing this and getting 20 likes is going to give you a cool cat. I think like, or, or something like it, but it's just the, the, the incentives of it are all out of whack. And I really, really hope that someone that like, you know, the 50 people that have no following on Twitter end up in the pack lottery because it's stupid. Otherwise, maybe that was more than 30 seconds. That's fine. But I mean, fr from the very beginning, right when this is announced, this is, you know, we were like, Hey, we understand that this influencers, influencers have an advantage here. It's not fair. We want to do something about it. So we're just like, no matter what pack we get, you know, if we finish in the top 50, we have 800 likes and I think we're still probably a thousand outside of the top 50. Like the amount of activity from whether it's just influencer status or just spamming or just, you know, getting the like for likes, like our Twitter accounts have turned into what DraftKings and FanDuel did to our watching TV in 2018. Like, was it good for the industry? I don't know. Like, are they getting a whole bunch of interest in marketing? And like, yeah, I guess, but I don't know. At the end of the day, what we're here, what we're saying is that, especially when we've been doing this with people in the Discord, is that we will make sure that everyone gets 20 likes because that's really what's most important yeah. here. And so for the people who are trying to get up in that top 50, like I'll tell you, if you haven't seen it, you pretty much need about, I think it's 1.8 or 2,000 likes to be in that top 50 right now. And that's probably going to get up to maybe three, four, five thousand 5,000 by the end of this. I don't know. But like, it's absolutely yeah. insane. Focus on getting your 20, get your $20. You might get that extra bonus, you know, cool cat or moment or who knows but even if you don't just twenty dollars is great and uh so that's what i'm saying put it you in the, buy the next cool cat <laughs> yeah, exactly like, and i see i see evan in the chat in the chat i you know evan saying idm and there's lots of people grinding yeah more power to you but evan you've you've got almost three thousand twitter followers like <laughs> you know like and and i don't know how many of my followers have three thousand twitter followers and more power to you like awesome keep going and it, but like the fact that you're having to grind over that like it just, it seems so out of whack. And if people are having fun with it, awesome. Like more power to you. If, and, and I don't know, maybe I'll do a poll at some point. I don't really have any vested interest in like proving to Dapper or proving to the NBA top shot that this was like a bad idea or a poorly executed one. Like, cause it doesn't really matter. Right. What my opinion is about it. The whole thing, it just seems like the incentives and the economics of it are just like out of whack. And so I'm just like sort of choosing to not participate actively in it just because I don't want to, I don't want to deal with it. So I'm going to do my thing to get my 20 likes um, and go from there. That said, if anybody is really trying to win this thing, can I give a bit of social media strategy advice? Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm interested. Guerrilla marketing here, right? Like, getting, like, I know that these likes aren't additive, right? They don't go away. So starting it now is totally fine. But if you're grinding now, to the point where you are getting as far as you can in the first week or two, like you are going to get absolutely blown out of the water by people coming down the backstretch because you have been in the market when it's all saturated. And guess what? A lot fewer people are going to be tweeting about this in like the lead up to May 4th. And you're, if you're going to like, if you've already crossed all of the bridges that you've like, or burned all of the bridges or like knocked on all of the doors that you possibly could have knocked on in like middle of April, 
you know, there the vi- virality, the vi- you know, like your your ability to like viral uh, push yourself forward is is like diminished rapidly. So again, don't say I'm not saying stop and don't do anything, but like make it now or make it before or whatever. But like if you're gonna put a big effort into it, put a big effort towards the end uh, because it's gonna be a lot less saturated, I think, than it is right now. So that's my that's my not financial advice. Also, the fact <laughs> that this is a month long. I mean, this could have been a week. It's long. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why I had to so long. It, it, yeah, we'll see. But it's, it's yeah, a week. A week would have been more fun. But yeah, the the spamming is a bit much. But hey, for those people out there grinding, I, I respect that too. Show t- showcase fatigue. Michael Binns got it right. Major mm-hmm. showcase fatigue. You you like the apathy is real, and yeah. you know you know it, it, get into as many discords as you can. Like. Show your bags as much as you can. You have the the, the good thing is that it have to be, they have to be top shot users, right? So it can't be just like, hey, nobody can go buy likes, which is a good thing, right? Like you can't just be like, oh, hey, go buy my Twitter likes or something like that. But now that signups are open, I was just about to say, signups, signups are, are wide open. This is actually just this is actually just a ruse to catch multi accounters. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, signups <laughs> are open, and uh, and on the NBA NBA website. Under the ticketing section, we we're, we're seeing a top shot link pop up, so that's exciting. I think it's going to be marketing. yeah, active marketing on a thing that ramp it up that, that so few people actually go to because nobody actually buys tickets yeah. to games during the pandemic. But you know, hey, it's step a step in the right direction. <laughs> I went to an NBA game this past week. I did. I did. I went two weeks ago, actually, for the first time. Too. It was great. Yeah, I it. Was it. So, it was so no so one was there. <laughs> There was nobody there. It's yeah. weird. <laughs> and it's not yeah, just because it was normal. Florida. Like, yeah, normally sports in Florida, but yeah. Yeah. So Magic or, yeah, I assume, heat. or Heat. I did heat. heat. I was down in Miami. Uh, it was actually the American Airlines. It was Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Fantastic. Yeah. Thoughts on the Suns? You like them going, going forward? Uh, Wake Forest, so Chris Paul. Uh, huge Chris Paul fan. And then we have Devin Booker Cosmic. So, like, the Suns have become kind of a, a pet team behind the Why Nuggets. Not? Yeah. Why not? Love that. Love it. All right. I just have one more topic here, and I don't think there's even a, a ton to discuss on it, but the return of baller status. So, Justin, if you just want to give a, a quick spiel to the people that basically there's not much of an update on baller status, yeah. because the fact that I had to ask you before the show, like, wait, what's actually going on with it? You're like, that's the problem. No one knows. I'm like, okay. So, I, I, I okay. But yeah, we don't need to spend too much time on this. High level, they have plans that they're going to revamp this. It's going to turn likely into some form of a, uh, uh, status a gamification that rewards activity that rewards loyalty rewards engagement um there's no set plan right now but they've said that they're going to revamp it for people who have been accumulating points but not showing up for the most recently those will count but they're also going to do a revamp of the system because right now it's like if you get five legendary packs you get a lot of points well what are you doing to get those legendary packs it's pure luck stuff so (laughs) <laughs> They're going to revamp it. They'll change it. We don't need to focus on it. When we get more information, we can talk about it. And I think it'll tie, like, Hardcore will probably have some impact, too. Yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to, to get updates on that. And when we have more clear information, we'll we'll go on that. Yeah, right. they just need to super incentivize people to, to get the invite link. Your baller status should be 100% tied to how many people you bring in to really cement it as a pyramid scheme. <laughs> And if you like, and if you show that on Twitter and you include the hashtag. 100%. 100%. I was actually looking at this yesterday. I was like, I have, I'm a, I'm a rook. 
on Bomber status. Said, I've, that's what you just said. I have. Yeah, yeah that's right? what I said too. And I'm like, wait, how is this being determined if I'm a rook? Like, what? I'm like offended. I'm like, how am I a rook? How dare you never? Yeah, it's like a, a purchase one rare pack. Haven't been able to do that. Literally have struck out on every single rare and legendary. Uh, follow your first NBA team to showcase your fandom. I do already. It's broken. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, um, collect an ultimate moment. There's 7,000 points there. So I guess, you know, I guess you can get that if you spend a quadrillion dollars or whatever. Eventually. <laughs> whatever it is. But yeah, can't even it's actually, yeah, but eventually. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Speaking right. of a quadrillion dollars, Dapper, yes. valuation. Yeah, Lots of money. So, All so of the just money. A, just a few short weeks after Dapper raised, what was it, a $305 million, million dollar round yeah. at a $2.6 billion valuation. They are now raising again at a $7.5 billion or potentially even more valuation. So, Justin, any thoughts on that or how would you break this down for the people? Yeah, so two things here, and Rohan mentioned this on Twitter. Um, a, this isn't official. This is rumored valuation. Uh, there is no official <laughs> no funding round that's finished. Um, usually when these announcements come out and they're final, it's a process that has been going on from a fundraising for probably three to six months. Um, we don't actually know when that previous round of the 305 million at the 2.6 or whatever it was, um, you know, valuation, uh, when that started and when it finished. So this might be a more logical, like it is only six months, nine months past it from in, you know, when this actually closes. Um, that's the kind of cautious take. My initial take was, okay, they just raised a ton of money, $300 million, And now we're hearing that, A, their valuation went up by 5x, and they need a ton more money. To me, that tells me NFL. And uh, this is purely just my, my first take three, was, we don't know anything right? about 3x, was it, yes. Was it, what was it, 2.5? Okay, so 3x. And three, between 3 and 5. Okay. And in a couple months from when we heard the recent one. Yeah. And so how does your valuation go up so quickly combined with why do you need more money? Both of those tell me, well, if you got the NFL to sign a letter of intent or some kind of an yep. agreement, you need the money, that could be. Now, the other could just be that that previous round was when Dapper was doing really well in December, January, and I we don't hadn't think seen it, the March. I don't think it was because there were people that – so uh, I hate to hate to like pump their bags, but like Matty Ice and Josh Hart, for example, um, Matt we're is in were involved in that round. Right. So maybe it's I guess in theory it could have when started yeah. before then. So like the timing is a little off, but like I think I agree. You're you're dead on. You're at, I think you're dead on that like something substantively changed in two months. And, and it's in, in the, what does the future of this thing look like? And I guarantee you that it wasn't just like, oh, hey, we, we gathered more money. Right. Right? It wasn't it top was, shot. It wasn't it, top shot. No way. Not a, not a chance. So I, I'm a, I, we don't need to even need to do the PTI thing. I'm 100% in agreement with you. <laughs> Whether it's the NFL or it's three other massive media properties that, that they now have. And again, 100% speculation. This is not, nothing is confirmed. Maybe they did some crazy magic with the accounting. Like who knows? But I think there is a very, very serious path forward with Dapper leading the the way on being the partner that a major IP intellectual property group goes with to launch their non fungible token collectible thing, whatever it is. 
Yeah. We'll see. Uh, fingers crossed, because if we could get this going before NFL season, oh my gosh, like level of excitement. Doubtful, doubtful, but cautious. Be a lot to pull together, but that would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, just in terms of their team scaling, like five, six months. Yeah. No way. I, I don't see it. Like at least, you know, at least not in any meaningful way. Maybe they, maybe they shoot a beta together um, to, to test something out. Um, I think that like, I don't know. I, I'm of the opinion that yes, it needs to be unique, right? Like the, like the NFTs for the NFL can't just be, Hey, let's put the same frames and the same structure around common and rare and legendary. And like, I don't, th- I guess it's possible, but I, I just don't see that being like the right move. Right. I don't see that being like, Oh, Hey, we just put NFL clips or like we put football clips into these same skins and it being like the same thing because i I just i and maybe i don't know if you guys agree or disagree with that but like it proved a concept but i don't know if it's like the final form of that thing especially if there's mobile gaming stuff that comes on the on the heels of that so i I don't know i just i think it needs to be like different enough to stand on its own yeah i'm i'm gonna show one thing real quick tj so when we put out we put out a survey um a week or so back just to get a better understanding of like top shot users and so I think we ended up getting around 1,300 some responses. And one of the questions was, provide your level of interest in other NFTs. And so one being the least interested, which is this blue, five being the most interested, which is the purple. Uh, what was really interesting is NFT art is the first one. NFT collectibles is the second. Um, and you really just don't see that there's you know, that much from a non-sports. When we get to the sports side, the form- formatting is weird right here. Uh, but this is NFL. If Dapper allows us to come yeah. out with an NFL product, holy crap, the amount of interest that people would have. This one was gonna this one was Dapper Labs for upcoming UFC MMA, and this was just other sports ones. So you see that this market, without a doubt, is more on the sports side than just the NFT collectible crypto side. And NFL would just be a complete home run, the level of interest that people would have. Absolutely. TJ, are you a big NFL guy? I feel like I haven't heard your voice the entire time we've been on. (laughs) I'm a a big NFL guy, yeah. I play a lot of NFL, DFS, Daily Fantasy Sports. I'm a, like, playing-wise, I'm a hockey guy, though. Oh, really? Did you, like, where'd you grow up? In hockey. Philly area. Okay. So I grew up in Philly, played hockey. I'm actually going to, you guys said you're going to, you've been to NBA games, I'm actually going to a Flyers game this weekend, so. Are you really? I'm getting getting an NHL game in. So the, the week, it, so have you so fly, I assume you grew up in Philly and like Philly sports through and through. Yeah, I, this this is making me like, hey, I don't watch. <laughs> if you've talked about this at length, <laughs> like then, hey, Pete <laughs> Pledge doesn't not. watch. <laughs> okay, well you should because this is in, important. It humanizes you. Um, so <laughs> wait, go ahead, Justin. DJ actually just finished, but uh, the past few years he was coaching hockey in college. Coaching, you really? Yeah, yeah, coach, coach Drexel University. Club hockey, yeah. Damn, that's pretty. I'm actually, I'm actually rocking my Penn State <laughs> hockey shirt. I just realized that. So there we go. There Penn State Ice Line, shout out. Who knew? Who knew? Who so knew? Okay. now I from have this. So I have a four-year-old who will be five in July, and I have a, a almost two-year-old. He'll be two next month. Okay. My four-year-old is starting soccer next weekend. So I, I think I ticked the box on the like sign up form that said like I would be help. I'd be like okay, helping with an ex- assistant coach, um, and like I grew. I mean, I played soccer all the way through high school. I didn't like play in college or anything, but 
like I know enough, um, but like I'm not organized at all. So I'm, I was like, I can't be the head, head coach, right? Um, any thought, like, do you, did you coach like kiddo kiddos or did you keep like, do you have any tips uh, for me and I my four year kids? So quite different. Oh, okay. I mean, so no. with four year olds, I mean, they're going to be like, kick the ball and right. hopefully the parents don't get too mad at you. Oh, That's like chase the ball. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just going to be a bunch of people chasing around the ball. I mean, just I make sure so. they have a good time. Make sure they have arm slices in between. Like, do they still do that? That's what it was like when I was a kid. I, I love hope that. So. The thing. One can only hope. Just I could be the orange guy. I could be the orange slice guy. Okay. Um, Maybe that could be your role. Like, you I know, do, I'm, I'm happy to play a part. Happy to play. Happy to play a part. I didn't. That's exciting. So you're going to a Flyers game. Correct. Sunday. That's cool. So what's the capacity like at the whatever center? I actually don't know the number, but the seats were very spaced out. Like there's not going to be that. It's wild. It's going to be weird. And it's going to be so, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be weird. Like I've only been to, oh gosh, two pro hockey games in my life. The first one I was up in Minnesota for Thanksgiving after like a Christmas or during a Thanksgiving break from college. Um, my parents were too cheap to send me home. So they sent me up to their friends in, in Minnesota and I went to the Minnesota wild game. And then the second game I was traveling for work, literally pandemic, like the, the March 17th or whatever, when everything got shut down, like it was that week, that Tuesday, I went to the Maple Leafs game in Toronto and like packed in super tight, like everybody's there. Right. And I flew home the next day and like the world shut down. It's like a, maybe I shouldn't have been in like a stadium with <laughs> like twelve thousand people. All right, now. <laughs> um, it, was, it was great. I don't even know what happened during the game. I couldn't tell you who won. Um, I had a lot of beers though. It was great. It was fun. The, I like hockey. The, the <laughs> I, gap, I didn't play it growing up, but it was fun. The gap between like watching a sport on TV and in person, hockey's the the largest. Like the lack of entertainment. If you're not a huge hockey fan from watching it on TV, because ten years ago you couldn't even see the puck on TV. And going to a game, which is just a huge party, so much fun in person. Wife loves it, even though she like you know isn't a hockey fan at all. But just like fun experience for sure. Someone asked in the chat, "I'm out of Madison, Wisconsin, or just outside of Madison." And you have a couple uh, recommendations for your soccer. So smaller groups, easier to teach. So do some stations. Derek, love it. Thank you. And then uh, hopefully this isn't like a bad joke. Oh man! Oh, that could be there bad. Go. Yeah, wait. We uh, we'll, we'll need to get some to, to your YouTube channel. You can post some videos of you coaching. That'd be great humanizing content for you. We so I've actually been very, and this is maybe a weird weird segue. I don't, do you guys have kids? We do not. No. Producer okay. Coop, producer Coop does. Producer Coop has an eight eight month old son. But I saw that, kid. which is exciting. By the way, that that intro video. Can we just get some W's in the chat? please that was fire just like straight fire inject that into my veins man like it was so good so good anyway w's in the chat for producer cube on that on that awesome dope intro video if you're here for that we should play it again do a little intermission everybody can go take a break take a little breather listen to it again anyway that's that's you it's your stream you can do what you want but the idea here is that when my kiddos like were born, my wife and I made a very intentional choice to keep them off of social media. So like you look at my Facebook, I don't have any pictures of my kids. And it was like a very, very specific choice. It was like, we had a very detailed conversation about, Hey, like we're, we're in an increasingly digital world. When my daughter's name is Noella, like when Noella is 13 years old, do you want her to have like a social media presence at all? before she chooses to. And it was like, no, we don't. So like, we don't post anything on there. Like we thank God for family, like, um, 
What you can see my kids on there. There's my son. Hold on. That's my son, Leo. Um, oh, so that, there you go. That's a, that's a one of one NFT on the internet of my son because <laughs> it doesn't exist elsewhere. Um, but, it was funny because I saw myself first because it was just reflecting. Yeah, oh, yeah. I thought like, this was like Justin. a who's your daddy joke. <laughs> no, no, just not at all. Um, but yet, yeah, no, but we have like a you know shared album or whatever. So like I, I share with all my family and, and, and all that. But uh, anyway, so that was a that was a dad aside. But thank you for all, everybody in the chat giving me recommendations. DM me if you actually have like good stuff because I'm like, I need to read up. I'm going to take a break from the NBA Top Shot and figure out how to coach my four year old in soccer because that's more important than Top Shot right now. But anyway, I digress. Back to live action. <laughs> All right. We're, we're going to try to wind things down quickly. I think from the challenges, we're just going to touch on it briefly, talk through the fact that we had some challenges ended today talk about the fact that we have cool cats for, but Wednesday we're going to do a deep dive and I'm sure we'll talk a lot more about the challenges then. So just kind of more informative here, have both the hollow icon and the MGLE challenges wrap up today, 46 completions to the hollow icon, 172 for the MGLE. Justin, did you participate in either of these challenges? Yes. The hollow. Um, <clears throat> And this was a you know, high capital situation, uh, but from a numbers perspective, it was a fantastic deal. Um, if you are planning on, you know, if you're still bullish on top shot in the long run and you're planning on kind of just holding, um, this is a tricky situation for people who, if you're trying to do be a flipper, because there is very little liquidity, very little people are trying to buy these after the challenge. Um, and I think as of when this show started, the reward of Halliburton out of 46 had not sold any. Right. And uh, so I am extremely happy with completing it just because, hey, for that amount of money, I've gotten an Edwards, I've gotten a couple other really good players, and now I have a Halliburton that, for all intents purposes, is going to be his most valuable moment on the site for him, other than a one out of, you know, N out of three, N out of one Genesis ultimate one. Um, and We'll see what Halliburton's ceiling ends up being as a player, but if he's anywhere near like the Jaw Zion, I don't, I don't think he's going to be at the Jaw Zion from an actual talent, but that moment should be nearly as valuable as an S2, but it's still just as rare. Um, and so you got the Jaw Zion from a rookies. You're then going to have a next tier, and I think this moment probably is that next tier because even the Lamelo and the Edwards are going to be a higher serial for this year. And we'll see what else comes. So this is well, super interesting to me, like looking at this one versus uh, three, two, and one, right? So like for everybody that wasn't here back in the day, like the first one for Hollow Icon was during, like it literally finished on the peak of the upslope for uh, <laughs> the bull run. It was Trey Young. And I think it like, Oh God, you're going to test me here. But like 58, uh, is it, it finished up? I think it is 58. I think it is 58. Cause it's 44, 46 for Jokic and Harden. I think it was 58. Right. So 58 complete. There you go. Okay. So 58, yeah. but look at the peak. I think like when it peaked in terms of finishing. So like it peaked at 50, right? For how much was it? It was like in terms of, I can zoom in. You want to zoom in teach to zoom in here. Yeah, just look at the peak, like right before the challenge ended, because it ended on February twenty second at one p.m. So if you like hover over, I think it's February twenty second. So yeah, basically sixty five k. 
right? So like you needed you needed sixty five k to finish the Trey Young, right? And like what's Trey? What's a sixty Trey right now? Like not even fourteen k, thirteen k at the floor. Yeah, yeah. So if yeah. you add all of those things in, then fourteen like probably not all the way there. And that's a function of the market dipping, right? But the biggest piece there was AD. And then the second one, I think was Brandon Ingram. Those are the two that like carried the most water, the whole challenge. Um, And it's really interesting when you have a super duper star piece that throws the economics out of whack. So I would say that AD is one of the super duper star pieces that throws the economics out of whack. The second one that that was uh, hollow icon was it two or three that had Curry? Harden and then Jokic were the But I'm sorry. Winners. Uh, it was uh I think it was two had Yeah, so yeah, it was this one. Into- yeah, so this one it cost like a hundred it was like 85k by the time it was over. Like it was just like stupid expensive. There's no way that like a normal person could complete it unless you had a massive dapper balance from from doing it before. Or your name is Dingling, right? Like or you pulled just wasn't the staff. But even so, like I think it was the Steph was like a, a forty or fifty at that point or whatever it was. Um, but even so, it was like seventy grand for the other ones because you needed mellow and like it, it just turned into this big fucking mess. Excuse my language. Um, but the idea is that like this in, in Halliburton, like the biggest piece wasn't that big in the grand scheme. Yeah, it's a big, but like it wasn't that big relatively speaking. So like the barrier entry was sort of low. But like the the narrative that like challenges aren't worthwhile. It doesn't matter for this this tier of stuff. Like, if you have the capital for this type of stuff, you shouldn't even think about it. With you, you should have thought about it for Hollow Icon too with Steph. Like, if you didn't have Steph, that's a big, big expense. But like, I, I don't know. I think I saw. I mean, how many how many sales have happened with the Halliburton? Probably one or two. And I, I think the zero. little ask I saw earlier. Oh, zero. Yeah. And it was like 15 K or something like that. Like the people that complete this aren't looking to like flip it quickly. Like that's, that's not the dynamic. And we see a little bit less version of that, like in the MGLE challenges. So the, the dip is much less significant than the common challenges because the barrier to entry is so much higher. And even, even with like a $5,000 price tag, for the MGLE challenges, as opposed to a $50,000 price tag or a $30,000 price tag, like that barrier to entry prevents the speculative investment stuff. It's, it's a far more collector driven experience than it is at the bottom of the barrel. Um, and I, I'm playing in the bottom of the barrel. I want to make that abundantly clear to everybody else here that like, I have not even been close to being able to complete an MGLE challenge. I don't have enough money and my account's not big enough. Like I didn't make smart enough decisions early on or whatever else. Right. Like I can't play in that and I don't, I'm not willing to like put it all in a credit card to float it. Like this is not, not the pool that I'm playing with. Um, but it's, it's a lot harder to look at these challenges and say like, oh, that should be indicative of what happens in Cool Cats or what happens in these other common challenges. Like it, it, they're, they're different challenges completely. And I think that the dynamic, some of the dynamics hold a little bit in terms of like, there's a little bit of a utility premium, but on here even, like, I think it dipped what, 30%? Yeah, 32% post challenge. But like the people, like the things that got sold off, like if you look in your challenge page right now at like, you know, I actually kind of like like the way that your I actually don't just kind of like I love the way that your challenge pages. If you scroll down to the bottom, like which pieces do you need left? You can tell right from the moments needed what pieces did the people that completed it sell off, right right away, and it's all Darius Basley. 
it's the trash ones. Like you can see it right away. But like, so for the people that are like in the process of ratcheting themselves down from, from this, like they don't sell the, the expensive stuff, right? Like they don't, they, they hold on to it. Like there, there's probably a handful of sales for the Edwards or, uh, whatever else is the big one. Um, in this one, uh, yeah, the Edwards, Kyrie, is the big one, but like Kyrie's Kyrie. Yeah. So, I mean, of the people that completed this, of the 46 people that completed this, how many people have sold the Edwards or the Kyrie ring in the last however many hours? Like zero, probably. Yeah, fair. You know, fair it, it just it doesn't happen, right? And so, and that that does that is this sort of a similar narrative to the Cool Cats and uh, some of these other like base set challenges that like the people that sell off in the aftermath are not the people that are like taking fat L's. It's the people that like missed on on the hold that that didn't succeed so anyway um challenges are super interesting though super duper interesting i'm very curious justin and tj how you see the last 48 hours of the cool cats going because i think that is something that everybody in here is probably playing in that end of the pool compared to these other ones like what do you think happens in the last 48 hours yep and then so this is a it's a thursday completion um, so we still have tonight, tomorrow, and then we have those 48 hours. And my strong opinion mm. is, um, cause it's not the Wednesday. I actually thought it was the Wednesday earlier when I was doing this. Um, but it is Thursday. My strong opinion is that the Dwight Howard, the Serge Ibaka and the Jeremy Grant are going to continue to go up in price. Uh, as long as the completions continue to track towards what I think is going to be something around 6,000. Um, now. If we assume that it does go to 6,000 completions, which is another 2,400 or so, you have 2,400 people. So let's go down a bit if we can, TJ, to see the mm -hmm. moments needed. Um, Dwight Howard, Serge Ibaka, Jeremy Grant are at the top. And these are the bottlenecks for the challenge. Dwight Howard and Serge Ibaka make complete sense. They are slash 15K, while the cool cats are slash 20K, and the other moments are slash 35K. Jeremy Grant might come as a surprise to some people, but if you look at his actual circulation count, there aren't as many out there. Um, I don't know the exact number, but um, the other is the Cool Cats were all put in people's counts a week ago. They all went into a drop. They got them. So people are hyper aware that they either need to, they should probably they be selling them. them or they should be collecting them. And they know this is going on. People who have the Howards, the Ibakas, the Grants, a lot of them may not be active in the site. They don't know that the Howards, or they don't know they're in the challenge. So even though it says for the Grant, there's 35,000, even if we see that only 18,000 are owned, I think there's a large percent of those, maybe maybe only 15,000, 14,000 know that this is even relevant. So if we care, you know, if we track towards that 6,000 completions, that's 40%, 45% that are going to need to be bought up in the marketplace. And so we should then look to listings as our next data point. Right. If we uh, see here, as opposed to there's yeah. 700 listings for Dwight and Ibaka, there's around 1,100, 1,150. Um, and so for me, as someone who has about 70 or 80 Howards, about 30 Abakas, I'm tracking that. I'm tracking oh those God. listings. I can't that. And have, you been, have you sold them? Have you sold any? I sold three Howards and two Abakas just because I was sitting on the toilet and I was like, I should probably don't, start don't, planning don't, to sell them now. Just, oh, Justin man. is in need of someone that is going to click the buttons to sell 80 Dwight Howards. He's probably too lazy to, to go through the effort of clicking. Holy I know that, cow. that would be a big roadblock for me. Did you see this uh, this Jeremy Grant highlight, though? I'm buying it right now, by the way. <laughs> I 
Oh, no. It, people in our Discord have been saying, like, you know, I'm actually so upset that I have to sell them, but I'm going to have to buy them back because it's such a great highlight. It's filthy. Um, yeah. It's filthy. But, Don't snipe this from me. I got the last $36 one. Shh. There you, you go. It's okay. Um, but I, so I think the big thing here is that if there's still 2,500 collectors to complete the Cool Cat Challenge, which is what I believe there will be, if there ends up being fewer, then that Russell Westbrook actually becomes more valuable because it becomes more of a bottleneck to the Luka Challenge than even the Jokic, which was at 6,500. So I yeah. think we're still gonna, I think we're still gonna push to about that 6,000 completions. So if 2,500 people, right. and so 2,500 people need to complete it, and we see how many still need it, like to you know these moments. And there's just not as many in the marketplace. That's why I think that price is going to continue to go up. Now, the cool cats. Well, it's going to go up right now because the 36 got taken off the board. So it's up 37, <laughs> fucker. Sorry. Excuse my language. Someone, it's, I got a failed payment. Someone bought it for me. Dang it. I will say so, John Boy, um, who is a friend of the OTM, is in the Discord heavily. A lot of people know him on Twitter. He and a couple people in the, um, in, in the Discord had been heavily talking about this Jeremy Grant theory from the beginning. And uh, we're buying up all the way up through the 30s, knowing that, hey, this was going to become a hidden bottleneck in combination with Dwight and Ibaka. So much respect, credit to them. Um, it's, it's been really interesting to see how we can learn from circulation count and its impact on challenges, not just the total slash 35K. Yeah, I think, I mean, that makes a lot of sense. The The thing that I will say with this, though, is that like the push-pull here is buyers and sellers, right? Like the if you need 2,500 or 2,000 people to to sell this stuff off like or buy this stuff up, um, the, the fact that there are still 700 listings of this and there are going to be far more people that are aware that those things are happening like you know you may end up in a spot where because people become aware that those things are out there they start doing the math of what is this jeremy grant thirty-five thousand worth after this challenge right so like in the lead up to and and i'm this is my thought on the cool cats in general right if you if you take the rent seeker concept and you say all right everybody that bought a 14 dollars cool cats pack how do you get how do you get whole on that if you don't care about the cool cat? Well, you sell the cool cat, right? Well, right now there are 20,000 people, let's say, you know, how many completions do we have? 4,000, 3,500, somewhere in there. And even if you think 6,000 total of each of them are going to be a part of that challenge, right? There are 14,000 other people outside of those that will all be vying for making their money back right on this thing and you know if you end up in a spot where you're plus plus on the pack relatively speaking like the psychological barrier right now of those of the 30 got broken the 30 dollar moments and it's very possible that like we'll see a race to the bottom in, in the in the um lead up to the challenge like more so than we than we had in, in yeah i mean Completely. why keep why why keep a why keep a Bogdan like oh, Bogdan's a bad example because he's actually like affiliated, but like Christian Wood or Drew Holiday like if you're sitting there right now at twenty nine dollars and then people start undercutting let's say there's twenty listings at twenty nine dollars or you know fifty listings at thirty dollars and people start undercutting and it starts to get to twenty five and then your your thing's out of whack and we're getting close to the child like you know there's going to be tons of people that are going to start like hey I want to get mine off my hands because I want to make my pack money back. Or whatever the case is like, I don't care about Drew Holiday. I have no interest in having Drew Holiday. Um, 
So I think that, you know, it, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic I have now because I just successfully purchased you. You scared me. You scared me into the Jeremy Grant thing. I now own Dwight and Jeremy Grant. I don't own any of the other 10. Um, under the the <laughs> you want to, you got 30 of them. You should give me, give me one for being on your show. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but, but in the grand scheme of things, like the, if those are the bottlenecks, right? Like then the people that are, you know, that got the pack, how many of them know what's going on other than the low ask of the, the thing at the, at that point. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, if we think of yeah. the 400,000 people that lined up and, the, or, you know, 300,000 people that lined up and the 90 something thousand that converted, like how many of them are that in the know? And like, Hey, if I can get my 15 bucks out of this, I'm, I'm plus, right. If I can get my 20 bucks out of this, I'm plus. And, you know, I can very easily see a, see a world where like in the last 12 to 24 hours, or even maybe in like the six to 12 hours leading up to it, that that $20 psychological barrier gets broken. And there's just a race much like we saw at the front end where there was like, you know, I think, you know, almost all of them, if not all of the cool cats ended up like selling a handful of them below $20, like not, not many, right. It popped right back up, but like right in that like initial, Hey, I'm just trying to make my nut back. There was a lot of them that ended up in that like 15, $18 range. Not financial yeah. advice. Thank you, Michael Benz. Not financial advice. <laughs> and I think the one thing that we just make clear is I agree completely with Punch Father. And the, what's going to happen to the cool cats and what's going to happen to the bottlenecks, I think, is inverse. And the whole price of the challenge should sure. stay around the same. I think it's actually going to go up a little. But, like, yeah, those cool cats just don't have the value because exactly what Punch Father was saying it's those bottlenecks that are going to be where the price and why this remains at at that 350 or whatever to complete. Makes a lot of sense. And on Wednesday, we will be going into a deeper dive into some analysis. We'll be talking through uh, a backwards looking view of the hollow icon and kind of the, the thought process that Justin had in terms of why he wanted to go for that challenge. And then we'll be diving deeper into the cool cats as I think will yeah will be the night before completion at that point. So everyone, uh, yeah, eight thirty same time, eight thirty p.m. Wednesday evening. Justin and I will bring that to you. But now we are going to head into the final segment. This is a new a new thing that we're going to start doing on this show, calling it the the weekly pick'em. So what we have here is weekly pick'em sponsor pending. Sponsor pending, potentially. Wow. Amazing. Heavy. Look at you. Yeah. Sponsor, sponsor pending. Look at that. All right. So here's the rules. Every single week, Justin, myself, producer Coop, and whoever our guest is, is going to select one series one based moment that they will think gains the most over the course of the week based on the percentage gain. This time next week, as we get to this segment, we'll be looking at all four picks that each of us made checking out the seven-day percentage change on otmnft.com. Great website if you haven't checked it out. And whoever has the best game is the winner and gets a point. And we're going to keep a running tally over the course of the season. So we're going to go ahead and reveal of our picks, give a quick spiel as to why, and then we're going to close out the show. So I will go first. And mine is going to be, you know, maybe a little bit of a homer pick, some may say, but we have none other than 
Joel Embiid, Series One, I, Top Shot debut. I bought, I, I bought this at thirteen hundred dollars. Just so you know. <laughs> I think I, I don't. Yeah, think I, I, don't I, I hope it goes back up. I don't want to play that game. <laughs> Hey, maybe it'll be at thirteen hundred by this time next week. Once father, I would love that. I would love that. Great pick, a hundred percent cosigned. I love this pick. Please, please, please give me a hot one. I mean, my reasonings. Obviously, a I'm a Sixers fan, so go Joel. But I also was, you know, grinding the NBA TV schedule, and the Sixers have two ESPN games, one TNT game, and one NBA TV game this week. He's in the midst of an MVP race with Nikola Jokic. And a lot of eyeballs are going to be on JoJo this week. And the final thing I saw was that his low ask is 665. The second low ask is 695. So if one person can just make that purchase, that's a nice built-in floor there. And, hey, maybe I'll make a purchase, you know, Monday night if, I, oh. if I'm feeling that. We may be looking to the terms and conditions of that one. But, yes, Joel Embiid. Series one first moment. That's that's my pick. Justin, over to you for your selection. Gosh, you are. I did not go well enough into this. That is fantastic. Um, go ahead. Put mine on the board. I am going Brilliant. with Miles Bridges. Uh, one with the Top Shot debut moment as well. I think if you're going to go series one, you've got to focus on those Top Shot debuts. Uh, big thing here is that I think he is starting to get a little of the publicity, a little of the recognition, and people are realizing he may actually be good. And if Miles Bridges actually is good, he is phenomenal for Top Shot because the dunks that he puts down are unmatched. I personally believe that he is the dunk of the year over the Anthony Edwards one. And if we can just continue to, you know, as you get a little more fame, we're not going to see LaMelo back just yet, even though he's clear for the individual, individual activities. Um, but I think a couple more highlights of Miles Bridges. He's someone that I personally am starting to try to um, work into the account. Um, I know there's the MGLEs that I'm looking at too for him too. That seemed like good value, but I chose this one. It's affordable. And I'm hoping that, uh, gosh, I did not, I did not pack my bags enough before I realized what we were doing with this. I need to go buy some of these now that I realize what this show's turned into. <laughs> No, we're not pumping bags. We're just, you know, we're just giving <laughs> giving some takes here. Okay. It's, it's right. a bag pump. It's purchase. a good old-fashioned bag <laughs> I love it. It's my favorite. Hey, I've, had, I've had like 30 Joel Embiid's for two months now, and they were doing really, really well at one point. And like you, Plunge, I yep. didn't stop were, buying. and definitely great. bought some in that 1300 awesome. range. They yeah, were up thought, to like 1800 at one point. I remember. I, I remember. Oh, yeah. Well. I bought him because I was like, oh, my God, he's going to be the MVP. And then and that was at the height of the market. So then, yeah, everything came back. All right. We've got Producer Coop's pick as well. He's going with RJ Barrett, triple badge, actually quadruple badge, triple badge rookie. He's, he's high on the Knicks right now. Knicks are hot. Looking to make a playoff run. And, you know, that's, that's all the bag pumping I've got on behalf of Coop. So, Producer Coop, shout out to you behind the scenes and your R.J. Barrett pick. And for the final, Mr. Plungefather, who is going to be your, your pick of the week? Uh, Michael Porter Jr. Have you guys seen oh, this highlight? I'm supposed to click it. Michael have Porter Have you seen Jr. it? Let's check it out. I'm about to pull it up. I'm sure I have. It's unreal. I don't, so, for full disclosure, I don't own it because I, it's a, kind of expensive. Like, I look at things that are over like $200 and I'm like, ah, oh, that's kind of expensive. I'm, again, not playing in the same end of the pool as some people. But this moment is sick. Like, get Ooh, out yeah. of here. Like, I'm filthy. Just 
he oh, so badass. And love it. With Jamal Murray down. So my, my thesis here is Jamal Murray's down. Nuggets have a very good shot to make a run in the West. And he is getting better and better and better with with Jokic. Like he's getting I, I heard uh, I don't know if you guys listen to the Bill Simmons podcast. I love the Bill Simmons podcast. I love listening to Ryan Rosillo. And he referred to uh, Michael Porter Jr. getting like the Jokic juice, like the juice on him, like just being around someone who passes as well as Jokic does and just like understands and has really high basketball IQ. Like he's good. He's very good. And this is one of those moments that like low mint, dope moment, playoff team. It's going to be, I know it's only a seven day thing. I think if you gave me like the two month window, I think I would win hands down. Seven days might be a little bit aggressive, but uh, I love this moment. Love it. Love it. All right. There it is. Got our final picks. We'll check them out next week. See who won. Uh, apparently, I'm already losing because Embiid <laughs> is already down to $650. So, uh, yeah. What's the timestamp? Is. is it like as of, as of the. I love that. I want to real quick. Warren Watson mentioned this and, uh, Turns out, I also tried to purchase this one when I was saying this. And if you looked Warren's to see who bought it, Warren's I looked about. to see. Yeah, well, I looked to see, and Warren's I was like, hard. I recognize that name. Doubled up. Yep. Okay. Good job. Thanks for because uh, yeah. it ended at sixty nine too. So you get the ser- the numerology going there too. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Oh, that's great. Cool. Well, you know what, guys, that does it for for the first edition here of. The NBA Top Shot Weekly Tip-Off. Plunge, it was a pleasure having you on the show, my friend. As always. Real this good This is time. great, man. And we'll, we'll have to have you guys on the uh, the live from, sure. from the Plunge and Stream at some point. Absolutely. That would be a blast. Absolutely. And don't forget, yeah. hey, just, you know, I – you know, if you if you're like, hey, I can't I can't list all these Serge Ibaka's like, and you just want to send them my way, it's like at Plunge Father at Top Shot. You know, just feel free. You know, it doesn't. I mean, friends helping friends, no biggie. We'll we'll see what happens Wednesday night. Sounds good, man. All right, hey, it was a pleasure, guys. Honestly, thank you so much. It was a blast. Um, and I'm I'm very strongly considering just like throwing open Twitch here in the next ten or fifteen minutes and keeping it rolling with anybody. So. Um, I may do that check Twitter, uh, but I will very likely hop on Twitch here in a little bit and and just keep the party rolling. So if you guys are around and want to want to keep chatting it up, uh, we'll switch over to twitch.tv slash plungefather here in about 10 or 15 minutes. Good deal, everyone. Go ahead, join Plunge over there. Justin. Yeah, I wanted to give uh, Plunge Father for you and especially the shout outs for Coop. Uh, if you haven't watched this video yet, go on our YouTube channel, watch this. It is called the launch video. And uh, it Ooh. is three minutes of, I believe he got uh, compared to I'll Scorsese. play it on the stream. Um, he may be, oh my God. Like his, yeah. Play it on Twitch. gives you the chill. I'll play it, it on Twitch. I'll, I'll, play it on the, I'll play it on the intro to the Twitch side of things in like 10 or 15 right, minutes. Wait, we'll we we'll put your plan link on going live at 9.15. I want to yeah, put your please link subscribe, chat, like, and all that stuff too. I know that it helps me out when I do mine. So like sure. there's only, there's like a hundred people here and only 34 likes on the YouTube stream. So like go like that button before you go. Hit the like button, everyone. Thanks, Plunge. And what's your Twitch again? Okay, I want to put it. Twitch.tv/slash/PlungeFather. So I'll be on there okay. in probably like nine fifteen. So we'll we'll hop on. There you Thank go. you. Yeah. Much appreciated. All right, everyone. Well, that'll do it for this edition. Alrighty. Of the weekly Top Shot kickoff. So on behalf, of Justin, I'm glad to be a part of it. 
<laughs> oh, it's great. It's going to be, you know, maybe we'll uh, make an NFT of this one day. You know, the, the, the first ever edition of, oh, I saw someone, what did someone say? Someone said we should have a weekly segment, Own the Plunge. <laughs> Own the Plunge podcast. Own the Plunge podcast. I could be, could be bought. Nice ring to it. I could be That's bought. I could be bought. That's a Just, it, well, it cost, at least one week's worth is worth $52 because that's where the sort of cost. I hear that the, you know, right. The, the retainer fee is a, a baka. Retainer! Yeah, All right. Exactly. It's getting out of hand. It got out of hand, I think, three minutes into the stream. So, with that <laughs> said, on behalf of Justin, on behalf of the Plunge Founder, and on behalf of Producer Coop Behind the Scenes, I am TJ Lasik. We will see you guys next time.